Thank you for tuning in to the Remodel Church Podcast. We hope this message inspires you and encourages your daily life. Well, good morning, church, again. Last week, we wrapped up our series, Hope in the Dark, and today we start a brand new series called We Have a Savior. We are just, what are we, nine days away from, no, yeah, that's right, nine days away from Christmas. Everybody ready? Everybody done with your shopping? No? How many of y'all, I just want to know, how many of y'all are like me and have not even started yet? Just, just let me unshamelessly raise your hand. Praise Jesus. I'm not alone in this. So next week, we're going to look at, um, yeah, kids can go, go ahead and go out. Um, Next week, we're going to be looking at um, who Jesus is to us, and today we're going to be looking at uh, the topic of being distracted. Um, You know, we live in such a distracted era in our lifetime. You guys know that? And and before, before I move on, let me distract you guys just a little bit with just a funny, because today's going to be so uh, kind of in your face. I'm not going to scream at you, but it is going to be, I, I, I believe, convicting for many of us. So I just saw a funny picture this week on, on, the, on the internet, and I just thought I'd share it with you guys. So it's a picture of, you know, the, the baby Jesus and Joseph and Mary. And at the top, Joseph is saying, how many times do I have to say that I'm sorry? I forgot to make reservations at the end, okay? And then at the bottom it says, the real reason it was a silent night. <laughs> Anybody ever had a silent, like, silent not, night like that? No, they're not near as fun. <laughs> so we live, we live in a very distracted era in our time. Uh, I want to recommend a book to you guys. It's called Deep Work. Okay, write it down. Deep Work by Cal Newport. And if you're like me, I don't do a whole lot of reading, but I do a lot of driving, so I listen. So an, a, a very cool app that you can download on your uh, smartphone is called Audible, and it will read the book to you, Deep Work by Cal Newport. And uh, he throws out some very interesting, but at the same time, alarming statistics. You know how much time the average person spends on social media a day? A day. Too much time? So who said that? You're, you're right. Too much time. Two hours. Two hours. You know, you know, uh, you know how often, listen to this, you know how often the uh, average person has to check their phone, not, not checks their phone, has to check their phone every 10 minutes. We can't go 10 minutes without checking our phones. You know what that means? That means during this message, most of you will check your phones three or four times. Come on. That's what the average person does. We're so distracted. There are so many things calling for our attention. And there's so many things that are just everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. So in this book, uh, Cal Newport wrote called Deep Work, he, he talks about that. He talks about uh, um, being distracted and then putting yourself in an environment to where that's why he calls it deep work, to where you're actually just sunk in without any di- distractions for a couple of hours. And he says, that's when we do our absolute best work. And uh, today, I want to read to you guys a passage. Go with me to Luke chapter 10. 
We're going to read verses 38 through 42. Luke is in the New Testament. If you just run into the New Testament, excuse me, Matthew, Mark, and then Luke. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. I'm pretty sure that today is going to hold the record for the most amount of fill in the blanks that I've ever done in my life. So keep your pens out, keep your notes ready, because we'll go through them fairly quickly. The first, the first uh, definitely the first half or maybe even two-thirds we'll go through quickly. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42, it says this. Now it happened as they went that he entered, he is Jesus, that he entered a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted. Everybody highlight that. But Martha was distracted. What was she distracted with? Was she distracted by Facebook? By her iPhone, by Instagram, by Snapchat, by her email notifications? Was it YouTube? What was she distracted with? doesn't say any of that. It says she was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. That always reminds me of the Brady Bunch whenever I read that. Martha, Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things. Highlight this this last scripture. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much again. We thank you for your presence. We've already felt in this place. We ask you, God, that you would help us to understand your word, help us to receive your word. But God, more than anything, help us to live your word out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, I want to take just a little bit of time because I feel like Martha gets a little bit of a bad rep. Every time I've ever heard this message preached, it's always be like Mary, don't be like Martha. Mary is good, Martha is evil. And and we tend to kind of throw Martha underneath the bus. But but let me tell you this, the world needs Marthas. You know why? Because it's Martha who gets up every morning and goes to work. She's the one that pays her bills and not only pays them, but pays them on time. You guys thankful for somebody like that in the family? That way your electricity doesn't get cut off, your water bill. So she pays her bills. She pays them on time. She does what is right. She does the, she's a hard worker. And now let's, let's just put ourselves in her position for just a moment. We got to remember that this was a little bit over 2,000 years ago. So Jesus didn't send them a text message and say, hey, I'm coming over tonight. Clean the house. Get get me something ready to eat. I'm going to be there at 6.30 p.m. He didn't RSVP on Facebook. He probably didn't even get an invitation. He just shows up. So all of you, let's just be real honest. If Jesus just shows up this afternoon at your house, Some of y'all's eyeballs just went, whew. Y'all see what I'm saying? So she was, maybe, maybe it was a day to where she just, she hadn't been doing anything, so she didn't have any food ready. She didn't have the, the kitchen or the living room cleaned up. So as soon as Jesus shows up, what does she do? She starts making everything presentable. But then here's Mary, the one that everybody says we should be like. And, and what's Mary doing? She's just sitting 
There, is there anybody like that at your house? Just sitting. Everybody's working. And they're just sitting. Everybody's cleaning, washing dishes, sweeping, mopping, folding clothes. And they're just sitting. So you guys, you guys kind of see Martha's viewpoint now. So she's not a bad person. She's not evil. She loves Jesus too. But she understands there's stuff that's got to get done. Right? We can't all just kind of sit in a circle and hold hands and sing kumbaya all day, every single day. We've got to get stuff done. You guys with me? But at the same time, let's not get distracted. So what does distraction mean? I love, I love this definition of it. Distraction is a drawing of the mind in different directions. A drawing of the mind, something pulling on our attention, something pulling on our mind in different directions. So in other words, we need to be focused and we need to be headed in this direction, but then something pops up, that thing on our, oh my gosh, that, did you hear that? That thing, oh my, that, that might have been God, that might have been God that, that just sent that notification through. But that ding on our phone, and then all of a sudden we get distraction, we lose our, or we get distracted, we lose our focus, we lose our attention on what, where it needs to be. Now listen to this though. The enemy, the enemy, speaking about the devil, the enemy doesn't have to make us bad if he can distract us. Okay, I want you guys to understand this. He doesn't have to make you fall into temptation. He doesn't have to make you have this big, strong, great addiction in your life. He doesn't have to make you uh, make bad decisions day in and day out. He doesn't have to make you a terrible person if he can just distract you. Now, as a parent, I am learning the art of distraction. When one of my kids wants something that they don't need to have, I just try to distract them with something. You know, they, they, they really want that candy. They really want that candy. Hey, look, there's a mud puddle over there. Oh, okay. So you just distract them. You don't have to give them what they want as long as, as, long as you give them something else. And so, so many times that's what the enemy, that's what the devil's doing in our lives. He doesn't have to make us, he, we don't have to have this stronghold in our life. We don't have to have an addiction in our lives. We don't have to be falling into a temptation, into a sin over and over and over and over again if he can just keep us distracted. If we can just, if he can just keep us distracted. You know, so I'll, I'll just give you an example. How many times have we come to church on a Sunday morning and we feel God and we know that God is moving and we, and we start to believe that God's going to do something in our family, that God's going to do something in our home, but then by Monday afternoon we are we're distracted. And we forgot all about the promises. I can't be the only one that's ever promised God, if you'll do this, I'll do I know I can't be the only one that's ever done this, but, but God does his part, and then we get distracted. And we don't follow through, and we don't do what we said that we would do, and we don't live the life that we said that we would live. So the enemy doesn't have to make us bad if he can distract us, and also the enemy doesn't have to destroy our lives if he can distract us. 
The enemy, the devil doesn't have to make life hard on us. If he can just keep us distracted long enough for us to go through this life, that we don't live out our purpose. See, the reality is if, 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 the, if the devil, if the enemy can keep us distracted long enough and keep our attention off of Jesus and keep our eyes off of God and his goodness and his greatness and who he is, if he can just distract us long enough, we will destroy our own lives. If he can just keep our attention just for, just for long enough, just for a few more days, for a few more months. If he can keep our attention off of Jesus and who he is just for long enough, then we will head down the path to our own destruction. And our very own. And he won't even have to do anything. Now, he'll get all the credit. You, ever, you, you guys ever hear somebody give, or give the devil credit? Like, oh, I got fired today. That, that devil... Show up on time and you wouldn't get fired. You know what I'm saying? Or, well, I just fell into temptation again. That devil. Don't put yourself in that situation and you won't fall into temptation. Now, we'll we'll be so quick to give him all the credit and to blame him for everything. But really, all he's doing is just distracting us and we lead ourselves down to destruction. That's why it's so important. We cannot allow ourselves to be distracted so, so much. We have to make sure that we're putting our attention, that we're putting our focus where it needs to be. Because listen to this. If we are distracted from what truly matters, then we will waste our entire lives on insignificant goals. You see, a question... Life gets so busy for me, and I'm sure it does for you as well. So a question that I have to ask myself over and over and over again, and I ask myself this every single day is, okay, EJ, what is really important? What really needs to get done? Like there's stuff that needs to get done. There's always stuff that needs to get done, right? There's between the house and the yard and work and family and friends, and there's always stuff that needs to get done. But a question that I'm constantly asking myself is, what's really important right here, right now, today? And sometimes it's not to get something else done. Sometimes it's just to stay inside with my kids. Sometimes it's not to get something else done and be productive, but it, sometimes it's just making a phone call and having a conversation with somebody. We have to consistently be asking ourselves because if we allow ourselves to be distracted enough, I'm telling you, there's all kinds of stuff that's telling us this is important, this is important, this is important, this is important. And what ends up happening is we miss out on what truly is important. And I think we do this, I think we see this, I should say, I think we see this most this time of year. Because this time of year, we are thinking about the gifts for this gift exchange and for this gift exchange and for this person and for this person and for my third cousin's second great aunt's sister. You know, it goes crazy. Some, some people get way, 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 way out of line. But this, but this consumes our minds. 
consumes our thoughts this time of year. And then when are we going to this person's? And when are we going to this person's? And when are they coming over? And oh, we got to clean up and we got to buy this and we're going to have this right and we got to have. And what ends up happening is we get so distracted by all of this stuff that we have to supposedly do that we forget about what truly matters. And can I just say that if you miss if you miss the person of Jesus throughout this season, then you miss the entire point. It doesn't matter whose gift you absolutely nailed and how happy they were as they tore through that gift wrapping and as, they, as their eyes lit up with joy whenever they saw their present. It doesn't matter how many perfect gifts you bought or you gave or you received if you're not taking time and focusing on what really matters. You guys with me? We might need to put that picture back up so we can laugh a little, a little, again a little bit. I told you guys, this is going to be a little bit in your face. You can't leave now. It would be awkward if you got up and left, so you're just stuck with me. So if we're distracted from what truly matters, then we will waste our lives on insignificant goals. And listen, some of the most difficult, difficult choices we will make won't be between good and bad or good and evil. Some of the most difficult choices we will make will be between what is good and what is best. It won't be what is between what is good and what is bad because what Martha was doing was not bad. Would you guys agree? Martha was serving. She was cleaning up. She was putting some food in the crock pot or on the stove or whatever it was that she was doing or maybe just throwing it in the microwave. But what she was doing wasn't wrong. It wasn't bad, but it was not best it was not best and I think that's where some of us get hung up so many times as we get caught up in doing good things but not necessarily the best things you guys with me and we spend our time doing things that are good and we tell ourselves stuff like well I'm just providing for my family and I'm just this is just something that I got to do but is that really is that really what's best is that better than you being with your family? Now, again, I'm not saying, hey, everybody, let's hold hands and just pray that God will pay the electric bill. I mean, I'm not saying that. Get, get, get work done. Do work. Be a hard worker. But at the same time, don't put that ahead of what is best. Are you guys following me? So a question that we, have to, that we have to ask ourselves and that we have to understand and that we have to make sure that we are answering is, am I doing not what is good, but what am I doing? Or am I doing what is best? Because we can be doing a good thing and still be doing the wrong thing. We can be doing what is good and still be absolutely wrong. Let me share with you why it is so important that we don't lose our distract or that we don't get distracted that we don't lose our focus number 1 is because god is too big and too good for us to allow ourselves to be distracted from our worship god is too big god is too good for us to allow ourselves to be distracted 
from our worship. He's too good. He's too big for you not to worship him, for me not to worship him. He's too good. He is too big for me to spend my, 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 uh, the best part of my day, the greater part of my day, doing anything other than bringing glory to him. You guys with me? So we don't allow problems to distract us. We don't allow uh, situations and gossip and what he said and she said and what he or she thinks to distract us. We don't allow our own problems that we face at work or at home. We don't allow these things to distract us and interfere from our worship with God. The second reason is because our purpose is too important to allow distractions to keep us from fulfilling them. What God designed you to do, what God called you to do, what God has built you and engineered for you to do is way too important to allow distractions to keep you from fulfilling them. I think one of the saddest things you guys have heard me, if you've been here coming for, for any time now, you guys have heard me. One of the very saddest things that a person can do is live their entire lifetime and never even come close to fulfilling what God created them to do. It's one of the worst things that you can do with your life. It is a waste of a lifetime for us to live our entire lives, however long that may be, and never fulfill what God created us to do. You guys with me? And I want, you've got to believe this because I know some of you guys are sitting there and you don't even believe that there is purpose for your life. Or maybe there's some of you believe that there was purpose, but not anymore. Let me tell you this. If there is air in your lungs today, if you woke up, there is still purpose for your life. God still has meaning for your life. Listen, we were meant, we were built, we were created to make a difference. And if we spend our days on self-centeredness and what I want and what I can get out of life and what is better for me and what is better for mine and that's the only way and that is the determining factor in all of our decisions is what is better for me, we miss it. We miss it. We're living a wasteful life. Our purpose, your purpose, listen to me, church. Your purpose is way too big. It's way too great for you to allow distractions to keep you from fulfilling it. Every single one of you have amazing giftings and amazing talents that God has given to you. Every single one of you have influence over people that I will never be able to influence but you have influence over people and you can share with them the love of God and the light of Jesus. Don't allow distractions to keep you from doing that. You guys with me? You guys believe that? Do you have influence that I don't have? And you can do things that nobody else can do. You can reach people that nobody else can reach. Don't allow yourself to be distracted and missing out and miss out on the great purpose that God has, on, has in your life. 
And the third reason we can't allow ourselves to be distracted is because God has done way too much for us to allow anything to come between us. God has done way too much for me. He's done way too much for my family. God has been way more faithful to me, has been too faithful to me and to my family for me to allow anything to come between me and God. And I know he's done it for you too. You would not be sitting here today if you didn't believe that God has done something for you. Listen, he's done way too much for us. He's done way too much for you. For you to allow anything to come between him and you. He's moved in you. He's changed you. He's changed your family. Maybe he's even done miracles in your life. Maybe he's healed you from something. Maybe he's restored relationships in your life. Maybe he's fixed you. uh, Maybe he's helped you fix broken pieces in your heart. But he has done something for you. He's done way too much for you. For you to allow anything. Anything to come between him and you. Amen? So this is how we do it. This is how we do it. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 35. If you want to go with me, you can go ahead and go there. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 35 says this, And this I say for your own profit, not that I may put a leash on you, but for what is proper, and that you may serve the Lord without distraction. So the very first way that we begin to live a life without distractions is, number one, we diminish distractions in our lives. Now, you know what this means? This means that we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest and recognize what is a distraction in my life. For some of us, it is an app on your phone. And if you have, let me, let me share with, not, maybe not all of you know this, but, but iPhone, they're such geniuses, but iPhone has come out with a new thing to where it shares with you, it tells you how much screen time you had and how much screen time you averaged per day on your phone. Did you guys know that? And then if you click on it, it will actually share with you where you spent that time. So you can see exactly how much time you spent on Facebook on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Twitter, on YouTube, on ESPN, on whatever else. It's amazing. And I got to be honest with you. Whenever at first came out, man, I was like, oh, I'm interested in this. And I looked at it. And I got to be honest, I was very disappointed to realize that I'm not very far from average. But you know what I did? Another cool feature that they have, and I'm not trying to sell iPhones, I promise, but another cool feature that they have is you can put a limit on the applications that you use. And so I went through there, and the time wasters that I spent too much time on, I put a limit on them every single day. And once I hit that limit, then, well, oh, well, I can't use that app anymore for the rest of the day. We've got to be honest with ourselves. If we're going to get rid of distractions, we've got to be honest and we've got to be real and say, this is a distraction in my life. This is something that that I spend way too much time on. This is something that I spend too many hours, too many minutes. This is something that takes my attention and takes my focus off of what is truly important. I've got to get rid of this. But again, you got to be real. You got to be honest. 
And you got to be a little bit tough on yourself because it's hard. You know, isn't it the easiest thing in the world sometimes to say no to somebody? But the hardest person to say no to is ourselves. Yeah? If you don't believe me, just go on a diet. You'll see. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say no to ourselves. But if we're going to diminish distractions in our, in our life, if we're going to get rid of distractions in our life, then we're going to have to be real. We're going to have to be honest with ourselves. We're going to have to recognize them, and we need to push them aside. Number two, Proverbs chapter, 20, or chapter 4, excuse me, verses 25 through 27 says this, Let your eyes look straight ahead, and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet, and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. So number two, we have to focus on what is important. Number one, we have to remove distractions. We need to diminish distractions from our, distractions from our life. But number two is we need to focus on what is important. We need to recognize, we need to acknowledge what is really important. And we have to stop giving so much time to what isn't that important. We have to stop developing and stop training our minds on things that don't matter that much. You guys with me? We have to focus on what really is important. What really matters. And maybe some of you, maybe you need to go home and you need to set a priority list. And you need to figure out what is truly important for you personally and maybe even for your family. Where are we going to spend our time? What is important for me? What do I want to accomplish in my lifetime? Who do I want to become? What do I want to do? Because if we just leave it all to chance and, well, I'll just kind of go at it as it goes, you will never do anything. Guys, with me, greatness isn't ever accomplished by accident. LeBron James didn't just wake up and say, I think I'll be a good basketball player today. It didn't happen. You guys with me? It's on purpose with purpose. And number three, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21 says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. Number three, we have to listen to the voice of God. Listen to the voice of God. The only way you're going to realize and and, and learn what is good and what is best is if you're hearing the voice of God in your life. You see, because here's the reality for my life. Here's what is true in my life and in my world is so many times I relate so much more with Martha than I do with Mary. Remember Martha, she was the one that was distracted with much serving. So many times, oftentimes, I, I relate so much better with Martha than Mary. And sometimes I'm not necessarily doing bad things, but, but, but listen, listen to this. About a year ago, well, let me, let me say this. Part of my personality, part of my personality is I try to make things better. No matter what I'm doing, no matter what I'm involved in, I'm always looking for a way to make it better. What can we do to make this better? And so 
many Sunday mornings during service, what I'll be doing is I'll be looking around and trying to figure out what can we do to make this better. And it was about a year ago that I realized I had gotten so focused on this. I had spent so much energy, so much time on this. Listen to this. I was at another service at a different church, not our church, not even a church that I'm associated with at all. And I'm in that church service. And instead of enjoying my time there and instead of enjoying the presence of God, it took me about 30 minutes to realize that all I was doing was looking around, looking at ways it could be better and what was it to me I had no influence I had no say so but all I was doing was looking around thinking man if they did this then that could be better if they did this and their worship would be better if they did this and the projector would be better if they did I'm just looking around if they would have done this and I got so distracted in that time I got so distracted And again, my my own personality flaw is what it is, my own character flaw, that instead of enjoying the presence of God in that place and instead of just sitting back and, and kind of just taking a deep breath and saying, I enjoy this worship and I enjoy this message, I got distracted. And man, that day, whenever I realized that, I had to repent. That's what I did. I was standing there in that church and I actually took a seat and I said, God, why am I doing this? How have I become so distracted? Lord, let my focus be on you and only you. And I got to be honest, it didn't happen overnight. It took some time, but I would catch myself being distracted And I'd have to, again, recenter my attention, refocus on Jesus and who he is and what he's done for me. So I want to encourage you to do that this morning. I want to encourage you to be honest with yourself, to be real with yourself. In what ways have you been distracted? In what ways have have you lost your attention? In what ways have God lost your attention? What can you do to diminish the distractions? This is the end of the message. For more information, go to www.thurmanmodelchurch.com.